Not too long ago, we were called upon by the Artemis Distribution private Facebook group to help with a question. The group was discussing an article that cited low staff compensation as one of three mistakes spa owners make. Well, a member of the group asked, are there guidelines surrounding proper staff compensation? That was the question we were asked to address. And no matter how much time you spend researching, you're not going to find universal guidelines surrounding proper staff compensation. But we do have a process you can use to determine what the proper staff compensation is for your business. And that process leads you through every consideration you must make, like methods of pay, benefits, perks, incentives, rewards, tips, bonuses, employment laws, and questions you must answer to know what your business can actually afford. You need to feel confident in your staff compensation packages because it takes a great team to build a great business. So we're going to walk you through our entire process in today's episode. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Body Contouring Academy's Proven Profits Podcast, where you'll learn simple, actionable strategies from real-world successful body contouring professionals to help you generate more revenue, realize the profits you want, and create the life you desire. Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Kay. And we're your hosts of the Proven Profits Podcast. Hi there, fellow body contouring and aesthetics professionals. Kay here. Thank you for being here too. The simple answer to the question, what is proper staff compensation, is it depends. There is a different answer for every business, and there's a different answer for each hire every business makes. But the good news is you can turn it depends into a concrete answer for every hire you make just by following the process we're going to be discussing today. We need to give a little disclaimer before we dive in, though. In this episode, we're sharing our process and our knowledge but nothing in this podcast is intended to be legal or accounting advice. You should consult your own CPA and attorney for employment advice for your business. Sorry about that distraction. But back to the process to determining proper staff compensation. It's important to bear in mind, we're not just looking at the rate of pay. Because compensation doesn't simply mean figuring the hourly or the salary rate. It's much more complicated than that. It involves determining all the benefits your business is going to convey to your employee in exchange for the responsibilities and tasks you're going to require. So the process starts with a thorough understanding of what staff compensation is. Staff compensation includes the base hourly or salary amount, plus all other monetary and non-monetary benefits. Also, there could be perks and other rewards. So think of it more as a staff compensation package. That's because beyond hourly wages or salary, your business 
if it can afford to at all, will be providing benefits and perks and other incentives as part of your compensation package. So let's take a look first at benefits. Like, what are they? Benefits are defined as non-wage compensation that supplement your staff members' actual pay. You can think of benefits as pay for expenses that your employee would have to cover with their own income if you didn't provide them. So these are going to vary and they're going to depend upon your culture and what you can afford. But here's some examples. Healthcare insurance coverage in whole or in part. Retirement plan, paid time off, or often referred to as PTO, and paid holidays. So then you move on to distinguish benefits from perks, incentives, and rewards. What are they? Well, job perks, incentives, and rewards, they're extra compensation on top of salary and that non-salary benefits type compensation. So these are on top of everything else. And this is important. It's these kind of incentives that give employees real insight into your business's culture and what's important to you and your business. They speak louder than just straight salary and the more typical job benefits. So these can vary and they're going to depend, as we said, on your job, on your business culture and what's important to you and what you can afford. But here's some examples of job perks, incentives and rewards that you could consider offering. Flexible work hours, shorter work days near holidays, weekly team lunches, free or discounted services at your business or family discounts at your business remote work options, if that's possible, educational opportunities or education reimbursement, free snacks and drinks at your workplace, in-house staff development, avenues for career advancement, and anything else that might fit into your business culture. So that's benefits as distinguished from perks, rewards, and other incentives. But before we move on in the process, a little reminder that's a little off subject of compensation, but important and related to the topic and very important to business success. As you are working through this process, please keep in mind, no matter how stretched you are in your business, you still need to hire slow. And if you're not familiar with the hiring slow concept, you might want to take a look at our blog article. You can't build a great body contouring business unless you hire the right people and fire the wrong ones. And yes, we do talk about firing fast too in that article. We'll leave a link in the show notes for that article in case you're not familiar and you'd like to learn more about it. But back to the process. The next step, you're going to need to evaluate what method you're going to use to pay. These are the considerations. Hourly wages versus salary. Will you pay commission? Will you pay bonuses? So let's start with hourly pay versus salary pay. Hourly and salaried employees differ in a couple of ways. 
in how they're paid, and in whether they're eligible for overtime. Commission pay is based on collections rather than on hourly work. And bonus pay we'll get to in just a bit. Hourly employees are those employees that are paid by the hours work. The amount of their paycheck is directly based on the number of hours they work in any given pay period. Hourly employees are also classified as what's called non-exempt, meaning they're eligible for overtime pay at one and a half times their hourly rate. Now, salaried employees are paid by a set predetermined salary. These employees are paid the same predetermined amount of compensation each pay period, regardless of the number of hours worked. Now, most of your aesthetic business employees are not going to qualify under federal law for a salaried pay, with the possible exception of your spa manager, practice manager, business manager type position. Salaried employees are defined as exempt, meaning they're not eligible for overtime pay. And speaking of employment laws, employment laws and regulations are governed and regulated by both federal laws via the Fair Labor Standards Act, or the FLSA, and by state-specific employment laws. So you'll need to be knowledgeable regarding both the federal employment laws and your state's laws. We're going to leave you a link in our show notes to the federal law, the FLSA, so you can have it as a reference. And then you'll just need to research for your state, particular state's employment laws or contact your CPA to know them. So next up under methods of pay is commission. Are you considering or would you consider commission-based pay? Now, there's critical differences between a salary or hourly type pay and commission-based compensation. And take a look at or a listen to these factors. With a commission-based pay structure, employees are going to earn a percentage of a particular ticket sale. And that percentage can be anything. It's going to vary from business to business. Some employees may earn straight commission only, or they could be assigned a combination of an hourly wage plus a certain commission on certain tickets or on all tickets. It's, you can create whatever works for your business. Now, the federal law, FLSA, requires these employees to earn at least minimum wage, even if their ticket sale percentages fall under that amount. So you have to keep that in mind. Now, commission pay, it fluctuates, obviously, and it's not as dependable for your employees as is hourly pay, you know, because we have seasonality in our business. We have ebbs and flows and busy times and slow times. So consider that when you're considering commission. So moving on to bonus pay. You think you're going to offer it? Consider these things about bonus pay. If you're paying hourly, your employees can get their usual pay, whether sales are up or down. It's that reliable rate of pay that they're going to re really appreciate. Now, you can also consider paying them the hourly rate of pay plus a bonus when sales are up. In our opinion, Something like this can be a win-win scenario because you've budgeted your employees' pay already, 
and you benefit when your business sales are up. So you can afford to reward your employees. We think this shows that you appreciate them and acknowledge that they've helped in your business success. But this is important too. It's a good idea to base your bonus on profits rather than sales for obvious reasons. But when you do this, you need to realize that using profits as a basis for a bonus is going to require you to share at least some of your financial information with your team. So you have to think about that. And there's two kinds of bonuses. There's team bonuses and individual bonuses. Will you give either or both? Here's some considerations. First, team bonuses. Those kind of bonuses boost the efficiency, productivity, and teamwork within your aesthetic business by pulling the group together to work towards a common goal. It removes the competition between each of your team members to make those individual sales and replaces it with a sense of a combined ownership over the goals of your business. We really like this model. And what about individual bonuses? Give this some thought. Individual bonuses, they're meant to retain your top performers, so they will help with that, but they don't motivate your group as a whole. So, so far in the process, you have a whole lot to think about and consider. And then the next item is also difficult. It's tips. Tipping can be awkward. Now, remember, the general rule for clients should be tipping at 20% of the service fee. So, because of that, tipping can have actually a deleterious effect on your ability to price your service fees at a high price or at least at the amount that you'd like. Your clients will be doing the math, believe me. But another problem with tipping is that even if your business accepts tips, Tips are not a given for your employees, and 20% tips are certainly not a given. So including tips can be a very unreliable metric if you take tips into consideration when you're determining your employees' total compensation. Now, interestingly, statistics show us that more and more aesthetic businesses are moving away from tipping these days. And we're a medical spa, we can't tip, we can't allow tips, which we're going to discuss further in just a little bit, but here's our tip workaround. At our medical spa, we set our fees on the higher side because tipping's not allowed. Remember how we said clients do the math. They really, really do. And without tipping, clients know they pay just your fee. We make our clients aware that our employees are paid well and do not rely on tips to supplement their income. Instead, we urge our clients to reward our employees with good reviews, telling our clients that in turn, we reward our team members financially for each good review. We do pay our employees a dollar amount per review. And it's a totally win-win. And as a result, Our employees have reliable income and reduced stress without the worry of how much tips they're going to make, plus the benefit that we think is most important and often overlooked, they feel more respected as professionals 
respected as they are. Plus, they earn a financial reward with each client's review, and they love that. Now, some of you listening may be operating medical spas like us, or physician practices, or maybe offering medical services. And if this is you, listen carefully now. Medical aesthetic businesses, as opposed to spas or other non-medical businesses, have to adhere to many different rules. And the way you compensate your team, well, that's just one of them. The concept of fee splitting is not allowed in aesthetic businesses that provide medical services. So what does this mean? Tips for any of your team members are absolutely forbidden if your aesthetic business provides medical services. That's because aesthetic businesses providing medical services like med spas, physician practices, etc., they're governed by the state's medical boards. And tips are considered fee splitting. And in just about every state, medical boards strictly forbid fee splitting. Now, there are other forms of compensation that are considered fee splitting and as such are not allowed for medical aesthetic businesses like medical spas. Remember, it's up to the state medical board. So each state has their own regulations, but these are considered illegal in most states. Commissions, individual or team bonuses that are based on sales or profits, profit sharing, and tipping. Now, a little pro tip here. Your business can issue bonuses, but they must be based on something other than sales, income, or profit. Like the bonus pay our MedSwa employees earn for great reviews. You just have to be a little more creative. Okay, so it's time to move on to the process to setting salaries and knowing the factors that play into the actual pay you set. But really quick before we do, Shannon has a message. Building and growing a successful aesthetic business isn't always easy. We've been there. Time and money are tight, and you need answers and solutions when it matters most. How would you like expert advice and support right at your fingertips? It's what we wish we had back in the day. And that's why we created online aesthetic business coaching. Virtual small group meetups each week to gain a fresh perspective, help solve problems, and get the answers you need. Personal, affordable, effective, and as dedicated to growing your business as you are. You don't have to grow your aesthetic business alone. Visit BodyContouringAcademy.com and subscribe to our business coaching program today. Let's get back to it. We're getting to the nitty-gritty now, setting salaries. As you know, setting the salary range for a new hire can be tricky. On one hand, you want to save money for your business by keeping the pay on the lower side. We know how it is. We've been in the aesthetic business since 2006. But that kind of thinking can actually cost you more in the long run. Here's your considerations. Make sure you consider the whole staff compensation package when setting salaries. 
because as you've just learned, it's possible to attract top talent even if you cannot offer the most uh, you know, competitive highest actual paycheck because you can do it by creating an attractive staff compensation package when you supplement that paycheck with lower cost perks like flexible hours, in-house education, educational reimbursement, discounts for services, family discounts, opportunities for advancement, those kind of things. So when you are setting salaries and you're putting your pencil to the paper with your calculator out and your computer open, ready to make the most sound decision, what factors should you consider? Now, many factors influence the rates of pay, but the factors that we're going to be discussing are the ones that carry the most weight. First of all, geographic area. Where's your business located? And the primary reason this is important is cost of living. It's a major consideration. The higher it is, the higher your pay is going to need to be. The lower it is, the lower your pay can probably be and still be acceptable. What years of experience and skill set does your applicant hold? The more experienced and the more key skills that that candidate has, the higher the rate of compensation she's going to expect. Supply and demand is going to be true with hiring too. Is the demand for the skill set higher than the supply? Or is the supply for the skill set higher than the demand? Educational level and licensure status. Obviously, in-demand licensures and those educational degrees, they're going to command a higher rate of pay. And lastly, consider your job description, the skills that you're going to require, the responsibilities that you're going to expect. The pay should fit those responsibilities and your expectations of the role your candidate is filling. So what skills are you requiring? What responsibilities will this candidate have? Will you expect your candidate to grow professionally? That's, those are the factors that you consider. So the final consideration in the process, and it's probably the one that's been weighing most heavily on your mind, is how do you know what compensation your aesthetic business can actually afford? Because it's a fact, labor expenses will take the highest percentage of your overall business revenue. So before you decide what to pay one potential employee, you need to think about what you want to spend on the salaries of all your employees. In other words, what percentage of your aesthetic business's revenue do you want to dedicate to your total compensation packages? Notice I said total compensation packages. When you create a budget for paying salaries, be sure to take all of your expenses into consideration. Actual pay, employment taxes, the paid time off if you offer it, other benefits if you offer them like health insurance, retirement plan, and you'll probably need workers' compensation insurance because most states require it. It's usually not a discretionary expense. And as you're figuring your total costs, here's some hard numbers you can use to determine what a new employee is actually going to cost your business. 
According to the SBA, the Small Business Administration, a new employee actually costs your business from 1.25 to 1.4 times the actual monetary pay. But this statistic only factors in the payroll and employment taxes. The true actual total cost of your staff compensation package is likely going to be more than that 1.25 to 1.4 times the actual wages that was quoted by the SBA because it's going to include those other variables that we've been discussing, the benefits, the perks, the rewards, and the incentives. So you're going to be factoring in all these numbers, and it's going to really be stressing you out, and that's what you're going to be thinking. But it's important to remember as you're doing this, as you're making these calculations, that your employees are a critical investment to you and your business. So just as you would with any investment in your business, consider your return on that investment. Make sure you think about things like how much revenue can my new employee bring into my business? How much time can she alleviate for me? What is she going to be contributing to the team? Does she have the potential to rise to a leadership role or some other higher role? What will be the cost of onboarding her and what's the likelihood of her employment longevity? Now, you're very near the end of the process now. There is so much to consider, right? So as final considerations, you need to sit down and really take your time and think about these questions and answer them. What total compensation can my aesthetic business comfortably afford? What's the highest rate of pay I can afford for my new hire? And if I paid this, what would this candidate need to do to validate that amount? What's the going rate for the position I need to fill? Is it possible that my candidate might accept a lower rate of starting pay while onboarding and during her probationary period with my assurances of earned pay rate increases following that time period? What do I expect from my new employee? What do I expect her to contribute to my team and to my business? And finally, what is this new candidate's worth to the growth of my business? Well, that's it. That's the end of the process. We didn't say it was short. It should take you a good while because you're addressing very important business decisions. The question that prompted this episode, what are the guidelines surrounding staff compensation, is a far from simple question. It's, in fact, very complex. And it's different for every business. And it's different for every hire that every business makes. But fortunately, the same process that we just went through can be used by every business and for every hire every business makes. And you've just learned that process. And we hope you gained insight that's going to help you grow your business. It's important to remember it's not just knowledge, but it's the application of that knowledge that's going to grow your business. Thank you for joining us. We sure hope you're here for our next episode. Until then, beautiful wishes. 
If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. Email us at bodycontouringacademy.com with any feedback, topic suggestions, or to offer to tell your body contouring success story. We love to hear success stories and learn about winning strategies. Visit bodycontouringacademy.com for tools, education, industry news, and cutting-edge articles. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great rest of your week.